Welcome to this week's Third Party Thursday. My name is Aaron Kirkpatrick and I'm the Information Security Officer here at Venminder. In this video, we're going to cover how to review the control section in SOC reports. Let's start with complementary user entity controls. To find this control section, look towards the bottom of SOC 1 and SOC 2 reports. It will normally be called complementary user entity controls or just user entity controls. These are some of the most important controls in the report. In this section, the vendor is telling you that for their controls to be effective, you have a role in supporting these controls. Not doing so will have a negative impact and increase the risk to your institution. We've seen SOC reports with zero as they're not required, but we've also reviewed reports with over, over 75. In an effort to reclarify their original intention, the AICPA notes in SSA 18 that complementary user entity controls should directly relate to the products or services the vendor is providing and be associated with the vendor's control environment. It was becoming common to find generalized best practice controls listed as complementary user entity controls. Some vendors structure their controls to where they claim complementary user entity controls are not required and are self-sustaining. In regards to complementary user entity controls, expect your regula regulator to ask two things. First, to see a list of vendors where complementary user entity controls are identified in a vendor's SOC report, and especially for critical and high-risk products. This is your chance to demonstrate that you actually read the report and know where these controls exist. Second, they'll ask to see evidence of processes and or procedures you have put in place to ensure that you are executing internally on those controls. Be ready, we know this commonly happens during climate client exams. Let's switch over to the vendor's control environment, which consists of control objectives, a general category of policies and practices in place meant to achieve a common goal, and then control activities, those actual policies and practices. An important area to look at within this section are the tests the auditor actually performed to determine whether the control activities were operating effectively throughout the period of uh, covered by the report. Looking into how the controls were tested sometimes reveals how well the auditors know the product or service type. As you review these controls, are there any exceptions noted on any of them? Exceptions are noted deviations from the documented control environment as discovered by the audit entity, or in other words, the vendor stated they have a control in place, the auditor tested it, and discover discovered either a gap in the process or a case or multiple where the control failed. A significant exception is one that could have or could still pose a risk to the vendor to the point of internal systems being compromised by malicious outsiders. A common exception we see in our reviews concerns user management, specifically user terminations. We're constantly reporting on exceptions showing, showing months went by without administrative accounts being disabled or deleted. If that user were terminated and was malicious, they've just given extended access to someone with potential for malicious intent that has intimate knowledge of how your system works. It's typical that the vendor's management will respond to, accept, to exceptions. You should pay attention to these responses uh, in covering the, in cover mitigating controls that were in place at the time of the exception, as well as processes uh, that may have been in place uh, to, to fix the failed process. Management responses are either noted in the same area as the control activities or sometimes they are noted in section 5 of the report which 
you'll find at the end. You should review exceptions and determine if additional action is required. If, no, if the noted exceptions are severe enough, the vendor may need to have increased monitoring in your vendor management program. Other actions may include reviewing previous reports to determine if a negative or positive trend is occurring within the vendor's environment. Overall, how well did they cover these items? Were there critical or high-risk ex exceptions? You should develop a rating system for consistent reviews for all of your vendors. This rating system should inform your overall risk assessment on the vendor and carefully identify any remaining risk associated with doing business with the vendor. The SOC report is only one element, although an important one, in your overall risk assessment process. So there we go. Now you know where to find the control section, what control activities and, uh, and activities are, what to look out for in findings and exceptions. Again, I'm Eric Kirkpatrick, and thank you for watching. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Third Party Thursday series.